And welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm Alicia Sharp, your host, and today on the show we have Beth Moore. In fact, this is part one of a three-part series that we're doing here this week with her, and she's talking to us about our calling and how we many times compare ourselves to other people and their callings. And oh my gosh, we wish we had that person's calling because that person's calling is so great, and they get to do this, this, and this, and I'm just not as good as them, and I can't do this, and, you know, whatever it might be. We tend to compare ourselves. We tend to look down on ourselves because we might not have the same calling as this person over here, and so therefore we feel like we're less than. When God has a specific place for us in his kingdom, and our job on this earth is to get in such a close relationship with him that we know what it is he's called us to do here on this earth and who he's called us to be. First and foremost, our calling is to be his child and to follow him. And as we follow him and sit in his presence and are just with him, he will lead us daily. And the more that we look at other people and compare ourselves, that's when we get discouraged and down on ourselves and don't believe that we can do anything great. Here's Beth Moore. From Genesis to Revelation, if you're looking for what would be a common denominator of a calling, well, it is when God appoints a mortal, the the immortal invisible appoints a mortal to make something about him visible. Number two, calling, I'm making up a word in it, and I'm happy about it. Calling consists of fellowship fed by fellowship. This is based on 1 Corinthians 1.9 that says God is faithful. You were called by him into fellowship with his son. This is success. Fellowship fed by fellowship. This is how your life is a success. It's how my life is a success. It's not based on numbers. It's not based on uh, results that we can see. It is based on did we, to the degree that we knew how, did we follow the leadership of Christ. Did we follow him and did we fellowship with him? Those are our biggest guarantees that we will not miss the specific areas of direction in our personal lives. That we just have fellowship with him. So we have the sense when he is leading us to the right or to the left. That when we're led by his spirit, remember Romans chapter 8, his spirit is the spirit of Christ. So same one who is leading us. He, he, Christ said in his, his physical um, body of flesh and blood, come follow me. He still says the same thing. But he leads us through his spirit. Calling consists of fellowship fed by fellowship. Number three is this. We cannot go if we will not leave. That Okay, one reason why I'm not going is because I ain't leaving. And again, it may or may not be a physical departure. But it has to be of allegiance or we are going to follow them instead of Christ Jesus in his direction for our personal lives. And so, so here's what I want to say to you as we're talking about calling. We're learning that our allegiances will be tested. Our mentors, our mothers, our Aunt Marge, we are learning that he's going to test our allegiances to our people group. 
um, to our denomination, perhaps, mothers and fathers that he's looking for. You follow me. I'm the best thing that ever happened to you, and I will be the best thing that ever happened to them in relationship to you, ultimately. They may not recognize it for a while. Ultimately is the best thing that ever happened to you. Now, I'm going to talk to you, of course, about call, call, over again, call. We're talking about all of us coming to a place that we either have an arrival or revival of a sense of awe over our calling that we'd have um, either an awakening or a reawakening. And I wanna, I wanna say a couple of things to you thinking in terms of the metaphor of the phone. Uh, you may have God on call waiting. Uh, you may be on a call with him, but most of the time you have him muted. Anybody? You ever just like, just mute him, just mute him. Uh, You may have an unanswered call. Um, You may have even gotten so mad at him that you have hung up on him, but he has not yet hung up on you. He's still on the line. Uh, What you do not have, I need somebody to hear me clearly, what you do not have if you are in Christ is a dropped call. I need somebody to hear me say that today. What you do not, you may have a muted call. You may be putting off answering your call. You have all sorts of things going on there, but you do not have a dropped call. And I can tell you that based on Romans eleven twenty nine, 29, that the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. You think, some of you, like I thought in my life, that you have sinned so grievously that your power to sin is more powerful than his power to save and sustain. You still think you had something to do with him saving you because you think you can make him get rid of you and you can't. And I don't know if anybody in the room is glad you cannot have a drop call, but I am. I am. It may look different on the other side, but it often does. You do not have a drop call and you need to know it. Now, let me tell you what we're going to be doing during the rest of this teaching time. What we're going to be thinking about, we have that on your mind that our calling consists of fellowship fed by fellowship, that we're, we're going we're to leave our allegiances, uh, spiritually speaking, and we're going we're gonna to follow Jesus. But there are things that can trip us up, and it's important for us to establish these so that you know them when they're happening and so that you can acknowledge, no, these are the things that can really trip you up in, in your fellowship and in your calling with Christ. I already know them in advance so that when they happen, I'm aware of them. So what we're going to do is we're going to have an A, B, C, and D in these next minutes of things that can really trip us up in our calling. So I want you to go with me first of all to Judges chapter 15. Now, I just want you to hold it open for a minute, but I would draw your attention. This is the saga of Samson, the saga of Samson. And you see three different times when it says specifically that the spirit of the Lord rushed upon Samson. 14.6, the spirit of the Lord rushed upon him, and although he had nothing in his hand, he tore a lion to pieces as one would tear a young goat. 
14, 19. And the spirit of the Lord rushed upon him and he went down and he struck down 30 men in the town and took their spoils. Judges 15, 14. Then when he came to Lehi, the Philistines came shouting to meet him. Then the spirit of the Lord rushed upon him and the ropes that were on his arms became his flax that had caught fire and his bonds melted off his hands. You see, what I want to present to you based on what happened is that Samson was in it for the rush. Oh, God had called him all right. And God had empowered him. Now listen carefully. The Holy Spirit worked in a different way, very purposely, in the Old Testament under the Old Covenant. There are probably somewhere around, roughly around 100 people in the Old Testament, 70 at one time, so it doesn't leave many of the rest of them that would be... uh, that would have had this kind of experience, the Holy Spirit would come upon someone to empower them for a particular task or to uh, empower them for a particular anointing. So he could come and go. That changed completely under the new covenant. Why? Because what Christ did, there's this wonderful part in, in the farewell discourse in John's gospel where he talks and he said, listen, it is needful for you, John 16, verse 7, it is needful for you that I go away. Because if I go away, and he's talking about giving his life on the cross, and then he's talking about ascending to his father. Because if I go away, I will send my spirit to you. But if I don't, I can't. And the essence of it was, listen, right now I'm walking with you. And to tell you the truth, you're a train wreck. If you want to see the big difference between impetuous Peter in the Gospels before and after, the difference was the Holy Spirit taking up residence in him because he's going like, I've walked beside you, but in this way, my spirit will be inside of you. So everything changes under the new covenant because when he pours out his spirit in Acts chapter 2, then it's why it's so imperative to understand that we all have a calling. Because where the Holy Spirit came upon them for certain tasks and actions and anointings in the Old Testament, it's all of us now. All of us receive His Holy Spirit the moment we are born again in Christ. So it's just huge. But the Word of God says in Acts 1 verse 8 that when the Holy Spirit comes, He comes with power, with power. You have real live Holy Ghost power in you. Does anybody understand what I'm saying to him today? Whether you have ever accessed it or not, whether because if we just do everything in our own strength, we never look to it. We, we, we never walk with him enough to even know that it's possible. We may not ever see it enacted in our own lives. But, but if we're walking with him, the Holy Spirit, you have real life power in you to be what you cannot be and to do what you cannot do. You have the power in you to overcome addiction. You have the power in you day by day to live in freedom over that that has kept you in its clutches for so long. You have real life Holy Spirit power in you. But here is the thing. You've got this gifting, enormous gifting, every single one of you do, this enormous gifting in you. And and remember when Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1, he said to him, you fan the flame of your gifting into a fire. You fan it. Well, we can either fan it into a flame of the Holy Spirit or we can fan it 
into a flame of flesh. Do not think we could not take the gifting of God and use it to give glory to ourselves. That was Beth Moore, and you can find that entire talk on YouTube if you search under The Caller and the Called, Part 3, by Beth Moore. You can also find out more information about her at her website, which is lproof.org, which is short for Living Proof Ministries with Beth Moore. I hope that you have a fabulous day today and that you go live the 320 life that God has called you to live more than you can imagine in Him. God bless you.